Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah. How about you, buddy? <laughs> yes, I am. The rock fitters can see that I'm in a bit more of a cave situation. Yeah, I'm lit up like a like a prisoner trying to escape jail. <laughs> they got the, the, the lights on me. You can't find me. I gotta turn this shit off. No, you really can't it's see too me. much. This, well, all for, of these visual effects will definitely be in the audio only version, right? No. The, you guys could see what we're talking about if you uh, sign up for Rockfin. Every time we go on Rockfin, every single time, it's live. Every time. You and can, this you can, happens. Crazy yeah, shit. Just it, goofy shit. We, you know, we don't even know what's going to happen until it happens. We, you're right. We never <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, what? Yes. Of course. I don't know what we're agreeing uh, to, but yeah, I'm for it too. I clicked go live and then said, do you want to go live? <laughs> like minutes later, like, yeah, I do. Well, well, I guess that's why it's not coming up at the, currently at, I don't know, one day we'll be professionals. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Yeah, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> oh, it, it shows that. It shows we're good. It, I see the title now. It was a surprise Ooh, to me. Baby. It was a surprise to me the whole time. I see the title now. Good grief. Holy well, smokes. Okay, so I'm... I'm not... I'm not... Remember we talked about this before, and we're like, that's a fucking... That's a deep topic. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking... I was debating, do I want to go two episodes, three episodes? And then I thought... A lot of people just do one. Let's see if I can condense this down into one episode. I got a lot of pages and notes. If I don't get through them, you know, I'll just skip ahead, but... Throw them away. You know. We'll just stop in the middle. Cliffhanger. Figure it out yourselves. Yeah. (laughs) And the president said... Uh End stream. (laughs) That's how they cut off Biden, too. Hello, Andre. Andre LeBlanc says hi. Welcome. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to cover MK Ultra, and finally, this is a yeah, this is um, it's not even a conspiracy because it happened. Yeah, it it is true, and uh, 
Well, it's it, so it it was a highly classified project that was started by Alan Dulles oh, of the yeah. CIA in 1953. Yes. Well, I th- I believe it was the OSS when this first came about which okay. was the precursor to the cia and then it switched over to cia you remember how it was the oss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so it started because america so this is kind of funny it started because america was concerned that their enemies during the cold war were using well it i guess it was right after what was it right after vietnam right the cold war yeah I think so. Right. So they had men come back, and when they were trying these people for, like, you know, you know how there's always, like, trials after wars and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. When <clears throat> when they would ask them questions, they would just sit there dumbfounded, like, just kind of, <laughs> like, blank stares and shit, and they were like, whoa, these, the Koreans and the Russians, and they all have mind control. So, we were convinced they had mind control. <laughs> and we said, uh-uh, no. We're going we're gonna to get this down first. So, that's when uh, we started to do the MK Ultra shit. <clears throat> and uh, so, Sidney Gottlieb was the, the head guy. And uh, he was a chemist and a poison expert. Okay. And... <laughs> He was also known as the Black Sorcerer. What? That sounds like Rasputin shit. Well, it said he was known as the Black Sorcerer in uh, elite circles. So I'm not sure what that means and how do you know. <laughs> but anyway. So he initially he set out to create a, a truth serum. Because we all need that. Well, I think uh, a lot of people in the government could use that. Uh, it, it ended up being way more difficult than he expected, so he kind of just... He said, you know what, let me uh, switch gears here. Uh, so he, they decided to use psychedelic drugs to torture people, to wipe their mind, to destroy destroy a person's ego. Now, according to this website, tripsitter.com, okay. there's three, compo- three components of one's ego. The first one is self-image... The second one is self-esteem, and the third is self-identity. Uh, that sounds so, like uh, like ancient Greece f- philosophy. Logos, and there's like three other things that were part of that whole that mind, study of the mind in ancient Greece. I think it was that. Logos, something else, something else. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't That's not a... Uh... What's that? Hermeticism. The what? Hermeticism. It's not. Is that what it is? Maybe. Ego and all that. Maybe. Yeah. So essentially, they're what they're trying to do is just wipe your mind of any anything that makes you you. Um. So I found this interesting because so I looked up like what is ego basically mm-hmm. and i found this this isn't really i mean it kind of goes along with this mk ultra stuff but it says biases that arise from ego number one 
the sunk cost fallacy. You irrationally cling to things that have already cost you something. Okay. Sunk, so you just say sunk cost. Sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. So. So you you concentrate on things that you've that's already lost value to you, personal or even wealth. Yeah, like you focus I'm on your failures. Think, I mean, you've already spent the money. Yeah. On whatever. Okay. So, I don't know. Say. Well, I got. I guess I got this from another podcast. I. I so you know who Nate Bargatze is? Yeah, the comedian. Yeah, so he has a podcast called Nate Land. Really. And one of yeah, one of the guys on there. Uh, Aaron Weber, he's also a comedian. He was talking about this time he went to the movies and he just wasn't feeling it. So he left. Okay. And he said, they were like, well, you already, you know, why did you do that? Like you, you paid to go and then you just left. And he was like, well, it's a, it's a sunk cost. No. Oh, so he's out of like 10 bucks or whatever the movie ticket cost. And, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You already paid for it. You already paid for it. Why put yourself through any misery if you're not going to enjoy whatever you paid for? Don't force yourself to be there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I, 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 I mean, that's the way he described it, and now that's the way I'm thinking. Number two, the spotlight effect. You overestimate how much people notice how you look and act. So you're, you're always concerned, like, Oh, my hair is a mess. I bet all these people are laughing at me behind my back or, you know, like, oh, I got a stain on my shirt. I bet everyone is noticing it. And in reality, nobody gives a shit no. about, well, I don't want to say they don't give a shit about you, but they're, they're too concerned. They're too focused in their own lives to look at you and say, wow, look at that slob. Look at that. Uh, you know, he's got a, a burger grease stain on his shirt. Right. It because everybody else is focused on themselves in the same fashion. They're like, exactly. Yeah. My shirt is so wrinkled walking down the hallway of this mall. They're hyper focused <laughs> on their, their own stuff. Oh my God. I got a uh, hair out of place. There's an eyelash in my eye. Mm -hmm. Can anybody see the earwax that is in my ear? I know it's in my ear. I can't, I can't scratch my ear because somebody's going to fucking see me. No, they're concerned about their own ear that just that they're not going to scratch. Right. Before we started this, my shirt, for whatever re reason, has some wrinkles in it. And I was like, oh, I can't wear that. People are going to notice. Nobody, if they do, who cares? And that's why I was like, all right, my parents are super loud in the dining room because they're living with me now for reasons. I don't mm -hmm. know. You know. Dad's got medical stuff and that's our life right now. And they're super loud. So I'm like, what can I do? And our situation is I record in my bedroom, on my bed. And that's why if you're on Rockfin, you see me in a goofy-looking blanket fort right now. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? Okay. I'm having some fun. Right. Recording this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the spotlight effect, buddy. <laughs> Number three is reactance. You'd rather do the opposite of what someone is trying to make you do. Mm -hmm. I know people like it's that. A I mean, yeah, I, I'm sort of like that at times, you know, my boss tells me to do something one way. I'm like, that's stupid. I'll do it this way, dude. 
There's a that song about no, that. I'll... Fuck you, I won't do What's... what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Number four, in-group bias. You unfairly favor those who belong to your group. You unfavor those who belong to your group. You unfairly favor <laughs> those who belong to your group. Uh, okay, okay. So you would, was like more of a, I don't, you would protect them sooner than others. You would go to them sooner than somebody else who might be a little bit more qualified. Well, you you automatically trust them. Okay. The other person could be far more trustworthy. Uh, or, uh oh, boo. <laughs> um, just world hypothesis. Your preference for justice makes you presume it exists. Okay. So that's that's kind of interesting. Fundamental attribution error. You judge others on their character, but yourself on the situation. Interesting. So it's kind of like, why did that asshole do that? But then if you were that asshole, you'd be like, well, they made me do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like, well, you know, I didn't eat yet. So that's why I fucking lost my cool and hit somebody with a folding chair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I Hulk Hogan them. Thong. Uh, number seven. Don't know what that says. Declinism. Declinism. It says you remember the past as better than it was and expect the future to be worse than it will likely be. How's declinism spelled? Could it be declinism? Because you're seeing it's po it's possible. It's spelled wrong, apparently, according to <laughs> Microsoft Word here. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill Gates. Okay. Uh Number eight is, I forgot I wasn't saying the numbers. Number eight is negativity bias. You allow negative things to dis, disproportionately influence your thinking. Mm, those bastards. Number nine is groupthink. You let the social dynamics of a group situation override the best outcomes. Ooh, we call those echo chambers. Mm-hmm. Number ten is the backfire effect. When some aspect of your core beliefs is challenged, it can cause you to believe even more strongly. And I do believe that happens a lot in the conspiracy world. Well, I mean, in all the world. Politics, conspiracy, uh, just anything. Sports. Damn. Number 11, self-serving bias. You believe your failures are due to external factors, yet you're responsible for your successes. <laughs> so you're just passing the blame on everything. Yeah. Well, I, everything else. I, I didn't do that thing because this. Right. You're feeling sorry for yourself but and blaming whatever else. Yeah. It's all, it's never your fault. It's someone else. Number 12, the curse of knowledge. Once you understand something, you presume it to be obvious to everyone. Huh. I I suffer from this a lot. Uh, yeah, I would admit that I have that problem, too. Like, mm -hmm. a fucking course it's that thing. Come on. Yeah. How, how do you not know that? Yeah, how do you not know? <laughs> come on. Like teaching your kids math. You're like, come on, you idiot. <laughs> 
Yeah, but then I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They'll turn around and, and hit you with some common core, and you're like, "What the fuck? You're not even foiling no, there, correctly." There's some weird. I mean, there's some stuff that they teach me. Yeah. Seriously, fourth and fifth graders, like, whoa, what is that? I don't remember that shit. They didn't <laughs> teach me that. I'm. A, I didn't even go to college. You know, <laughs> like that's some college shit right there. Uh, number thirteen is belief bias. If a conclusion supports your existing beliefs, you'll rationalize anything that supports it. Uh, also, conspiracy world. Yes, yes. That's why it's a good idea to look at all angles on all sides of the aisle from from as many perspectives as you can. Yep. And the last and one here. I'm sure we're guilty as hell of of that. Absolutely. A lot, I'm sure. Way more than we would admit to. We're admitting to it, but we pro- we're probably so guilty. It just it's just second nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why people watch. I mean, it's propaganda, right? Mm-hmm. But it leads right into number fourteen here, which is confirmation bias, where you favor things that confirm your existing beliefs. Right. So you found the thing. You're like, aha! Look, told you. There's the thing. And then mm-hmm. you don't look anymore. Right. It's always so in the last of... place you look. Right. There it is. I found well, it. It's in the last place I looked. Well, I'm not yeah, going to fucking look for it anymore. Not looking anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I found what I was looking for. Close the internet browser. Because <laughs> if I see something that contradicts it, I'll pretend I didn't. I've probably, I've probably done that. So, I'm, I'm sure I've done that. We've probably done it for these episodes <laughs> at times. I wouldn't. I mean, it would it wouldn't shock me if I found out that I've done that where like, I just found what I wanted and I was just like, that's it. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what I was thinking. That was, that was the scientific method. So you're, you're digging, you found the results of what you were looking for and you're like, that's all that's we're done. This the experiment's over. This is now I'm going to put it in the article and I'm going to talk about it. That's it. <laughs> so those were all, Bias, biases that arise from ego. Okay. And their goal, their goal was to just destroy all of it. So all of that stuff, which some of it, fine. You probably do want to wipe it out. But to wipe it out, you got to wipe the person's brain, man. Because it's then it's not them anymore. Right. So that's like all it, all of that builds, like you said, ego. But also, is ego and personality the person. pretty much the same thing? I would say, yeah, I would say it's ego personality. I would would say it's probably exactly the same thing because without your ego, what are you? You're a shell. You're a, um, just a a robot basically, which is exactly what they wanted. So they, so they wipe your personality and now you're, uh, um, you're just a, like you said, a shell, but you're, damn it. What am I looking for? You're like, you're, you're receptive. You're like hyper receptive to any suggestion. Right. And so what they did was they would load them up with all these drugs, all kinds of drugs. Yeah. And then they were, they were repeatedly fed these like mantras and messages and ideas in order to rebuild the ego the way that the, I don't even know if I want to call them scientists. They're just they're f- fucking assholes. The way they wanted it. But 
So I said they would load them up with drugs, and the drugs that were used to destroy the minds of these test subjects were LSD, opioids, THC, a government-created drug that was a a super, super powerful hallucinogenic called BZ. Okay. Yeah. I have and no idea about that one. So, well, the name, forget it. It's, I mean, you got to <laughs> double the alphabet in order. Like, it's got to be 50 fucking letters long. It's insane. That's because they, they didn't want uh, anybody to look for it. <laughs> well, you sure as hell couldn't spell it. I I couldn't even tell you how it begins. I forget. Uh, my guess is it starts with a B, and there's probably a Z in there. And there's probably <laughs> one of every other letter, too. There's probably an X in there. There's for probably no some hieroglyphics in it. A couple of Qs for no reason. Yeah. Roman numerals. <laughs> uh, so uh, the uh, BZ, well, LSD, would you would trip for, I don't know, however long you trip. A few hours, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. However it works. But, you know, LSD, but, we talked about the LSD and mass hysteria. Like, uh um, Ergot. Yeah, ergot. That's what it was. The dancing right. dancing disease. Yeah, the dancing plug, yeah. Yeah. Um BZ, however, your trip would last okay. I don't this is like weeks. What? Yeah. It's like it was, you live in someplace else. Yeah. It's a it's a super, super powerful hallucinogenic. What? Now, I don't know if that means it makes your you trip harder, like where with LSD, you just go into the next dimension, but BZ, you go like four dimensions over God, for or, a while. Or if, or if a super hallucinogenic just means it lasts longer, like it stays in your body longer. I'm not sure, but that's, yeah. I mean, BZ was some crazy shit. Uh Gottlieb realized that in order to control someone's mind, you'd have to wipe it first, like we were saying. But he said that once it's wiped, you got to <laughs> insert a new mind into the void where the old mind was. What? Okay. So, so you don't want to just, I mean, if you leave a vet, I'm, you're just going to end up in a mental hospital, right? If you, if you just, if you don't get a new mind. Yeah, I. That's crazy. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of the Matrix when uh, Neo was on the train and his body was just somewhere else, but his his mind was separated from his body. I do that all. I do that shit all the time, man. You just separate your mind from your body. I'm just sitting at work and I'm like, mm, just g- gone. <laughs> I don't even know where I where I am. Gone. Uh, like, is there a difference between zoning out? And well, it's not really a mind way, but it seems like your mind is just totally gone. I don't know if you ever drive, drive, drive for super long road trips, and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm already at this point." I don't even remember yeah. driving all those other miles. It'll happen to me on my way to work. I'll just be driving. Next thing I know, I'm on this road, or you know, I'm on the, this other road. I'm like, "How? When did I get here? <laughs> what happened?" And it, it's it's so interesting how your brain works to where it 
because it's like a computer, it'll kind of put other things in the background that you don't really need to be too focused on so it can focus on other things. So that that trip, that drive you make every day, that drive to work, that drive home, drive to work, drive home, drive to work, drive home. Standard. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, sometimes it's like, yeah, we could literally do this with our eyes closed probably. Don't We don't even need to remember this. You're autopilot. So it's clearing Literally. the ramp. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like. I like that. The mind is crazy. Uh, Gottlieb said that drugs could. This is a quote. Enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, which is a. I had to look it up, so I don't know if anyone else knows what it is. It's a lack of basic necessities or comforts of life. So it could. <clears throat> it could enhance their ability to withstand that. No, it was like uh, your, you know, like creature comforts. You come home and you're yeah. like, uh, this is where I put my shoes. This is where I put my jacket. And that's just the most simple things. And you go sit in your favorite corner of your couch. Creature comforts. I'm going to turn their shoes on that's, that I love so much. That kind of thing. Maybe that's why drugs are so rampant in prison. Because the lack of privation. Or not the lack of privation, but because there, I mean, you got basic necessities, but you don't have any real comforts of life. No. So maybe the drugs help to withstand the privation of prison. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It could also uh, help them withstand torture and coercion, as well as produce amnesia, shock, and confusion. So that's Mr. Gottlieb there. Very the interesting. Old, uh, so does a person get actually get wiped like the hard drive is hard wiped and there's nothing left or is there can there be a reset? Well, I've seen people who get on drugs and real hard on them. Okay. And they turn they're a completely different person on at drugs. that point. After, even after, they, they're they're just not who they used to be. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's the whole like the mind saying like, "Give me more, give me more," and then their whole life is just surrounded by that. So maybe they haven't, so not necessarily changed as a person, but maybe they've, um, maybe just their the rest of their existence is trying to get more, however they can, or if they're you know. Or if they're recovering and they completely, they're not using anymore. They're clean, and they're, but they're still a different person. You think they're constantly fighting that negativity, keeping away from it? Like, okay, they're, um, oh, damn it. They're in their mind. What the fuck is the phrase that I'm looking for? Like it. Like it's a constant struggle. It's a constant battle for the rest of your life, a lifelong battle. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they you mean? they know if they turn turn right on this street, there there's a very good chance that they're going to start tumbling down that drug rabbit hole again. But if they they just stay the course and go walk right past that that temptation, it's a constant yeah. battle to stay away from the temptation. So does that? Do you think that? Uh, produces a new personality then? I think the <clears throat> the constant bombardment 
of your brain with drugs. I mean, they say, what is the saying? Synapses that fire together, wire together. Isn't that what it is? Oh, I don't know. That's a, that's a fun so, phrase. Is that one good? So if you're constantly doing something, then your brain, that's what muscle memory. Muscle memory is not a thing. It's your brain being wired, rewired to make that just natural to you. It's not muscle memory. It's brain power. But maybe just the the constant act of lying, cheating, uh, thievery, um, you know, just sneaking around to do whatever drug it is, um, it fucks with your brain. And it, you keep doing it, and then those synapses that fire together, wire together, hmm. and the next thing you know, even if you get off, it, not all the time, but sometimes, you know, you still, you're, you're just not what you used to be you could probably change and go back to it but it's going to be work yeah you're going to have to work at it yeah yeah huh oh so i don't think they're entirely wrong in saying bombard these people with drugs wipe their minds and then we just hammer them with what we want uh you know kill jfk kill jfk whatever you know (laughs) like Huh. They're hyper receptive to suggestion, and you suggest to do that thing, and they are like, "Yes, mm-hmm. I'm on this." Well, it just go, go, go. Maybe it's because they're in, they're kind of in another world. Maybe you you're just saying things to them, and they don't even know you're saying it. You know what I mean? Because they're off in dimension four, <laughs> and so yeah. it's like a. Inception, it's then they mm-hmm. start to believe it's their idea. Yeah, I'm. That's, a, we'll get into it later. But that's, a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So MK Ultra also sought to find. This is a quote here: materials which will cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity. Another one is substance which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. So, now, it sounds to me like the UFO shit from the past. So, make them out to be crazy lunatics, and then they'll be discredited by most of the population who will call them a tinfoil hat-wearing maniac, and then, you know, like... This also comes up a little later to d- just <laughs> make them go crazy to the point where n- nobody's going to believe them. It doesn't matter what you say. They're not going to they, you could be telling them the sky is blue. Right. And then people just won't believe them because well, that's the guy who said uh the government drugged them. <laughs> so then people they have too are, much that person is now uh, black sheep, untrustworthy. So, in order to keep secrecy, partly because they didn't want other countries to know, but also due to the fact that they were conducting this these heinous acts against other humans, which realize—I mean—it goes against the Nuremberg Nuremberg Code. Uh, they spread their experiments out over. They had 162 experiments, what? which they spread across. That's not like doses. So, like, one, there was a, a case 
of a, a mental hospital, a mental patient in Kentucky mm-hmm. got dosed with LSD for, I believe it was 173 days in a row. What the fuck? Yeah. Isn't that trip like almost a half a day? I'm talking like 12 hours, 10, 12 hours. Like, isn't it something like that? It's multiple, multiple hours, though. I believe so. LSD is... So, DMT is a short trip, I believe. I believe it's a short... They didn't use DMT. I'm just... I'm making a comparison. I believe DMT is a short one. Because it's too weak. And LSD. You know, we make DMT in our body? In our brains? Yeah. How do we do that? How do you make it? Can you... Can you wake it up naturally? Like, a, a dopamine is... Well, you play the app... Candy Crush or any app that makes you feel good instantly. Well, and then some just people a touch a dopamine is released. And then you do something that you're happy about, dopamine's released. How do you release DMT? I'm not really sure, but some people believe that the fact that we make DMT is the reason why near death experiences are a thing. Oh. So. You almost die. He said, I saw a light. I saw my grandmother. She was telling me to come on. I saw this. I saw that. And people were like, he was just tripping, man. He just, his brain, poof, let out a bunch of DMT. He tripped balls for a minute, and then we brought him back. Whoa. Okay. Same thing for people who say they they saw hell. It's because maybe that was the last thing they were thinking about or whatever. Poof. It lets out a burst of DMT, and that's what happens. Well, we should. Okay. Now, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. It, it's possible. Maybe when we're dreaming, maybe our maybe more DMT is being released. And but, it's just fun dreams. Yeah, lucid dreams, or, like so, or crazy ones. Yeah, crazy. So, what about? Oh, I we're not going down that road, but I wonder, I wonder if when you do lucid dreaming and you control what's happening in the dream it's really a dmt release i you know, i have no idea no idea at all I, <laughs> about that but i mean i'm just speculating brainstorming that mm-hmm. you're you're now in control of your dream but it's just this hyper uh trip i really don't know <laughs> maybe <laughs> so they they spread their experiments out across multiple cities, college campuses, hospitals, and prisons. And uh, there was 185 researchers that were involved, and many of them didn't even know that they were doing anything for the CIA. So it kind of reminds me of when the the atom bomb was built. Oh, okay. Because they use a, a ton of different contractors to build just these small components all over the, all over the place and then they would have them shipped in and assembled. Okay. Most yeah. of them had no clue what the finished product was going to be. Right. They're like, "Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just building a you know, a fin here. Right. I'm building a nose cone for something. I don't know what this is." That's fascinating shit. It, they, I mean, they got some raw materials from this one or that one. Yeah. Just super, super compartmentalize everything to the point where nobody knows what's going on except for five guys up top. Damn. That's fucking 
crazy, man. I love it. It is crazy. Uh, That's what uh, I, it's not. It's just a tiny, tiny example of, of that. But when uh, Tony Stark was in the cave, and he was building all the different pieces for the original suit that he did in the cave, and he made all the pieces look like they were something totally different. Oh yeah, when he was uh, over what in the Middle East or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just right. a tiny example. It just made me think of that. Like he, it was a, a sleight of hand kind of thing. Yeah. Well, he was like the guy up top and also the little companies, like just building little right. things and then you assemble it. And next thing you know, you got a Megazord <laughs> or whatever, you know? <laughs> uh, all Like all these sites did basically the same thing load the victim up with a certain amount of drugs and attempt to wipe the mind. Uh, at times, the victim would be... This is crazy. They would be administered two drugs with opposing effects in order to see what would happen. For example, oh, cool. they would they would do a barbiturate in one arm and then go to the other arm. Hello, amphetamines. Just And then just let it... Just fuck it. This is like some weird Unit 731 shit. Holy... Yeah, it is. It's like a tornado of craziness in your body. Right. It, it's wild. And then just to see what would happen. Now, I'm a little bit torn on some of this stuff because it's like it is good information to know. And But how, how are you going to find out if you don't try it? Yeah, the, the unit, like you said, the unit 731 stuff, we got a lot of information from from those experiments because we were like, yeah, we're going to... So you don't want to be tried for those war crimes? Okay, give us the the results of those experiments that you did. Right. But this was all single country on these people. Fucking crazy. Oh, my God. It's... MK Ultra was such a wild thing, and it actually happened. This is not conspiracy theory. This is true facts. Yeah. Oh my God, we are we are far into this already, okay. and I am not far through my notes. <laughs> um, we, you want a break? We, we're into it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a break. I gotta go fix the toilet. My daughter told me she overflowed it. Oh my so God. I'll be back in. Just just a minute. My, I got the best plunger in the world. Daughter got big poops. <laughs> or lots of toilet well, paper. Probably lots of toilet paper. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's take a break and I'll be right back. All right. Here we go. Back into it. This is exactly what you expected, isn't it? You know what to expect. Me? Yeah. The people. The people. They know what to expect. Something. After the break, they're like, okay. It's going to be words. This is my creature comfort. <laughs> I'm waiting for the words. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, so you're halfway just, down the first page of your eight pages of notes. <laughs> I'm on page three. Oh, good. And there's seven pages. Yeah, well, like you said, if we get through them, we get through them. If we don't, we don't. Yeah, I might have to skip ahead. Who knows? But before the break, I told you about how they would do the barbiturate in one arm, amphetamine in the other arm, just to see what would happen. Yep, they have a bitchin' tornado 
happening around in your bloodstream and in your body and your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they would also see what someone under the influence of LSD... Well, they would give them alcohol first, I, I guess, and then LSD to see if that would affect the trip or see if that would do anything. Okay. So that just another weird thing they would do. Um, they also tried to hypnotize the victims. I'm calling them victims because I've heard some people call them patients, and I don't think they're patients. I think they're victims of this. Yes, they were probably... I, I wonder who they were before. Were they just some college student that was looking for extra cash? And they said, hey, you could be you could be part of this experiment. Sign this paper. I'll tell you a little bit later who some of them are. Okay. And you're going to know them. What? You're going to know them. No. Not personally. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Your dad was around this time. And, right? When did, I mean, he was in the Korean War, right? Yeah, which was, I think there's... He was in a Korean conflict, and there's some conflict. I haven't looked it up. <laughs> there's some conflict as to when that actually happened. It was I'm pretty sure it was after Vietnam. I don't know what the years of Vietnam were, were but mm. as soon as he finished high school, uh, he got his draft papers. So maybe they uh, experimented on him. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But... <laughs> uh, Another type of experiment came in the form of torture. So they would do electroconvulsive therapy, which was the administration of electric current to the brain through electrodes placed on the head in order to induce seizure activity. Induce seizure activity. Yeah. It's actually... Used it, it actually really is used. I don't know if they continued, they might still use it today, okay. Cool. But it's used to treat certain psychiatric disorders like, uh, like severe depression. Depression, yeah. I'm not really sure how. I mean, I'm not a scientist, uh, but I'm not really sure how it works. But they use it to treat that, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know how it they, worked either, because if you... I did not know there was some sort of benefit to a seizure, or was it just like the an early, like a pre-seizure, maybe? Well, I don't... It says to induce seizure activity. Okay, so you're looking for the effects post-seizure? I don't know, like you... you would you take a pain reliever? Did you know one of the side effects, I'm sure I've said it on at least five different episodes, one of the additional effects of ibuprofen, you could experience tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears. So if you want ringing in the ears, that's an effect you can get from taking ibuprofen. You could lose some pain and get ringing in the ears. Congratulations. Sweet. Right? <laughs> so That's what I had when I had my ring light turned on. I had a ringing in my ears. <laughs> but I was just some sort of uh, electro... Uh, current uh i don't know yeah what word am i looking for here it was like 
uh, uh, some interference. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Electrical interference into your that's brain. That's what it is. Yeah. So, but that, not by so the government. Well, maybe. What? I was going to say not by the government. And then I said, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They could be. Could be. They influenced your this hand is, to reach over and click that on. We got kind of a lot of people watching us right now. How about that? I wonder how. I wonder how many are CIA. If you're CIA, you got to say it. You got to put it in in the chat because otherwise it's entrapment, right? Is it? It's a public forum. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> like I said before, uh, let the FBI listen. More listeners, right? Come on. I'm down with it, man. Pass it to the higher ups. Everybody Come listen. On. <laughs> now, do the FBI listeners have FBI listeners? That's that's the question. Who watches the watchers, man? You know, that's the thing. Right, right. But anyway, with the electrical shock to their brain to induce seizures, were they looking for, they were produ- wanted to produce a certain effect? I think, well, I, I think. Or induce a certain effect. They knew that there was an effect and they just wanted to induce it. Maybe they just wanted to see what it would do if they, if you did it to uh, a, a, just a normal person. That'd be a hell of a thing to sign Cause, up for. Because, well, only, only a few people signed up. Well, voluntarily? Most people, yeah, most people, it was not volunteer. Mm-hmm. It was, you're going to fuck, you're going to do this. What? Yeah. Um, so. Okay. We'll keep going. Oral. Aural, A U R A L. Aural? I don't know. Yeah, so, so stimulation. Hearing, so listening. Okay. Yeah, so aural. I don't even know how to fucking say it. Yeah, that's right. Aural yeah. stimulation. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't even. I was looking for a definition of aural stimulation, and I couldn't even really find anything. So I assume it has something to do with stimulating the ears to create certain auditory environments, like. Not ASMR, but something like that, maybe more nefarious. Okay, yeah. I guess, uh, like I don't the, know, like a, that was... The brown noise. Supposedly, if you play <laughs> a sound low enough, you'd poop your pants. Exactly like the brown noise. Yeah, that's the oral so, stimulation. And that's also yeah. how you ask for a, a sexual favor in Russia. Oral. I need oral. <laughs> That sounds like you're from Alabama. <laughs> hey, baby, let me get some oral. Oh, that's doing an oral change. Oh, boy. Got to change your oral. <laughs> uh, and they would also, another form of torture is they would use paralytic drugs. And I don't think I have to explain that. I think we all know what a paralytic drug would be. Mm-hmm. It would paralyze you. Right. Uh, Gottlieb's tests were never ever under scrutiny by anyone else in the CIA. So he just basically got free reign to just do whatever he wanted without any limitations or restrictions. Did you say Dulles was involved in this? Yeah, Dulles uh, started it. He was the one who basically signed off on it. So he got, like, leave, got put in charge. So Dulles is like, all right, you got free reign. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. Just like yeah, Eisenhower gave J-12 the whole thing. Is it J-12? Majestic 12. MJ-12. MJ-12, yeah. I was like, J-12, who's that? <laughs> you know, the stuff that happened a week after J-6. I think Gottlieb was Swedish from uh, Swedish defense. But they're fucking neutrals. They can't be this guy. Uh, well, I mean, he he was from Sweden. Then he came over here and was like, hey, now I get 
to do all my experiments, you know? <laughs> like, instead of being a serial killer in Sweden, he came over here and he got to just fuck everybody up. Wow. It was government-sanctioned serial killer. Torturer. Yeah. So there was a guy, I believe he was a doctor, Dr. Donald Cameron. Okay. He was actually, this is, he was actually part of setting up the Nuremberg Code. This seems like a but, conflict of interest. Oh, yeah. So after that, he decided uh, he was just going to start drugging patients. Uh-oh. And... uh he would play tapes of noises or suggestions repeatedly while the subject just laid comatose. And he says he was trying to correct schizophrenia by erasing the individual's mind. Which doesn't sound... It sounds crazy, but it doesn't sound too crazy. You know, if you got four people in here, erase it, you get rid of everybody, make a new one, you know? So okay, it, you got you got a you got a couple personalities ha- ha- hanging out in there. Reset, clear the evict ram. them all. Yeah, <laughs> evict them all. Get new tenants, preferably just one. You know what I mean? Right. But or you'll create a, another one that has now protected all of them. Maybe, but you got fucking John Cena up there protecting all the other ones. Well, you did you see? The uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie? Split. That's what it was, Split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that. One is just, like, super human, and then the other ones are just yeah. meek and women. Meek women. Yeah, it it took it took a while for us to watch that. We didn't watch it when it first came out, but it, it was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Did you watch all three of them? No. No. Why? Only Split. What? Why? I mean, I might have seen, what was the other one? Uh, Unbreakable and Glass. Yeah. See, I might have seen Unbreakable, uh, I don't know, like 40 fucking years ago when it came out. On tape. Is that when it, was it on VHS? Yeah, I had it on VHS. Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I might have seen that, but it's been so long, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you if it was Bruce Willis or Tom Hanks. I don't fucking know. I'm just kidding. I know who it is. Uh, so what really happened to these patients was they would just remain comatose for months. So his plan was to just make them comatose, talk to them for a little while, play these tapes, and then change them. But he fucked them up. They were comatose for months, and then they would wake up suffering from incontinence and amnesia. And, uh, I mean, they just got really fucked up, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, John C. Lilly was also involved with this, and he created the first sensory deprivation tank. And cool. MK Ultras, yeah, real cool. I want to try one really, really bad. I, I really want to try one. Yeah. Um, now more but not now. this way. Actually, I wouldn't mind trying it this way. Just see what would happen. Uh. They would, <laughs> they would load a subject up on LSD. And then put them in the sensory deprivation tank just to see how they reacted without any influence from the outside world. Just their minds on an acid trip. Wow. Wow. I, if I knew there was no other 
effects besides just going on this crazy dreamscape you know not getting addicted to it and not i don't i don't know i don't know what else happens with lsd besides just this intense dream i mean that sounds crazy i want to try a deprivation I, tank but yeah i don't think you get addicted to lsd no is that how it works maybe i don't know i, I could be wrong um so many of the subjects we were talking about them. Many of the subjects were unaware of their participation in a classified program. Mm -hmm. And Gottlieb himself said this, that they would target people who could not fight back. So that included drug addicted prisoners, sex workers, as well as terminal cancer patients. They would just target these people. Oh my God. You frozen? Oh no. Where'd you go? You there? Oh. Alright, it looks like Will froze up. Um I don't know. I don't know if I should keep going. Give him a minute. He's frozen. Oh. Yo, there you are. There, there he is. Uh, I, I was like, totally oh, was the internet. Uh oh. So the last thing I heard, and it was like legit cliffhanger so Gottlieb said this and then you froze uh, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Gottlieb said they would target this is a quote people who could not fight back and then that also that included the quote was people who they would target people who could not fight back okay and that included drug addicted prisoners sex workers as well as terminal cancer patients <sighs> they would just they would just i mean go after these people this i mean this is so fucked up some of them were volunteers um college students. I don't, y yes usually college uh, most of them were um but others were just plain drug addicts and all they had to do was to talk them into doing it was just the promise of more drugs. And they were like, yeah, I'll sign up. Fuck it. Done. Why not? Yeah. yeah but isn't it starting? That seems like a bad experiment. You're already starting with something broken and now you're going to just break it more. Well, I don't know if I'd call a drug addict broken. I, I mean, I don't know if, but they're already addled in some way. They're already, that's true. You're not starting. You're not. I mean, you don't even know. There's there's no real control there because you don't know how long they've been using, what they've been using. Uh, then you don't know like where's their their mind at now, right? Versus where it's going to be. Yeah, but I mean, if you're trying something new, if you're just trying to wipe out a mind, do you really give a shit? No, that's true. So, uh, so some documented. Test subjects. Remember I told you I was going to tell you about some that you're going to know? Yes. Go on. I think his name is Ken Casey or Kessie. He wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. That's mm -hmm. a, that was a good ass book. Robert Hunter, who was a lyricist and I believe guitar player for The Grateful Dead. What? Uh, James Whitey Bulger, 
I don't know if you know him, but he was a notorious Boston mob boss. Really? Yeah. So, Kessie or Casey? I don't. I. I don't. I really don't know how to say it. Uh, he was an early volunteer who joined while he was a student at Stanford University, and uh, his acid tests, as he called them, uh, basically he would offer LSD to fellow. He would also they would also test on him, but he would offer the LSD to fellow college students at parties just to see how it affected their perception and mood. So he was a test subject as well as handing it out. I mean, it's spreading all over campus. Yeah. Uh, But he apparently had a great time with the program because uh, he even later went on promoting LSD like saying how awesome it is and it should be legal and you should, you know, yeah. Uh, but most of the participants did not have as good a time as Casey. Uh, and then he, he wrote the book out of it. Yeah. He actually said that, uh, well, no, maybe he didn't say that he either said it or it's speculated that that book, had to do with his experience there. I've never read it. It was also a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I never saw the movie either, so I'm not sure how it correlates to what could have possibly happened. But uh, it's speculated, or he did say that it is derived from his experience with MK Ultra. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, Whitey Bulger... He was arrested, and I think it was in Atlanta. He was in prison, and uh, he was offered a lighter sentence if he joined the program. (laughs) He was dosed with LSD more than 50 times, according to him. And so after being released from prison, uh, he went back to jail for numerous, numerous accounts of murder. And he believed... Uh, he was led to do the murders by the doctors because they would repeatedly ask him during these uh, while he was under the influence of LSD if he would ever kill anyone. Would you ever kill? Would you ever kill anyone? Would you ever murder? He gets out and he just fucking rampant. You know, kills people. Uh, Here's one you might know. Theodore Kaczynski. Are you serious? Yeah, the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski. Oh my god. Now this one is not for sure, but it's believed that he was. Um, I don't have a lot of information on this. I know he was part of... So he went to Harvard. That's where he went to college. Okay. And... It was right around the same time. He was part of experiments, but they don't know for sure if it was MK Ultra. But it's said that his theory on technology being an attack on humanity arrived from the experiments conducted on him. What? Right. <clears throat> I still want to read that manifesto, but I'm I'm too I'm too afraid to download it. I'm afraid to fucking the you know the government will come knocking on my door. What are you gonna build a bomb? Go connect to your the Wi-Fi at work. <laughs> Great idea, yeah. I work at a refinery. Great. 
Uh, <laughs> good lord. People also say Charles Manson was a participant in the program. Uh, well, so it was later discovered that Manson had people tied to the CIA in his circle. Uh, he got, I think the LSD was called Sunshine, I think it was. It was a, a yeah, it was a kind of LSD, and um, he would just load his followers up with LSD. Just a steady flow of LSD. Just kept them tripping. Kept them tripping. And he had ties to the CIA, and you know what happened. So, it's possible... Okay. It's possible that they were all involved in it. Maybe... The family. Oh, yeah, that's right. The family. Um... Maybe Charles Manson wasn't a a test subject, but maybe he was involved. Maybe he was like, "All right, yeah. I mean, you can use my my group here, my family, but I'm out. I'll just give it to him. You know, I'll take some here and there because you know who doesn't like a little LSD yeah, trip? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got to try the product, right? Yeah, but I'm gonna lo- I'll load them up and then we'll just. Hey, we'll say, hey, you know what? I really don't like that Shannon Tate lady. <laughs> and then see what happens. Right? Was it, it was Shannon Tate, right? Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, why did I say Shannon? But, I don't know. It's close. Yeah. Like, well, I really don't like her. And the next thing you know, they're just on a rampage no in Hollywood. Ain't no more. <laughs> um, so this is when, I mean... Not when it gets fucked up, but now it's starting. It, this Gottlieb was a, a maniac, it seems like. He wanted to see how this shit would work on just a normal person, a quote-unquote normal person. So he began secretly drugging CIA operatives themselves. <laughs> just secretly dosing them with LSD. What? Yeah. So he he did it for over a decade. Just dosing CIA operatives just you know they were squirting it they were it got to a point where they were having fun with it they were they they would be squirting it in each other's coffee and then as soon as they like took a drink and then they were like how you feeling buddy we're like what the fuck the walls are melting and they're like i gotcha you know they were it was crazy uh but one one of the real popular ones was Frank Olson okay and he was an army scientist, and they were on, I think it was a retreat or something with the, the uh, CIA, I believe. But anyway, the, they they secretly dosed him. I think it, it, I don't know if it was in his coffee or what, but um, eventually it led to him jumping out of a 13-story window to his death. Holy shit. Yeah, he lost, he lost it. Well, now, did he jump or was he pushed? Hard to say when it comes to CIA shit. You know what I mean? Like, I know they're typically super, super trustworthy. The CIA? Yeah, the CIA. You can trust them. But <laughs> uh, people who survived the experiments would have to deal with depression and tarot-grade amnesia, which is the inability to create new memories 
and retrograde amnesia, which what is the inability to recall old memories. What? It, I know that's crazy. I didn't even know there were two different ones, but there is. There's one where you, you can remember everything before. You just can't create new memories. Like whatever happens today, you'll fucking forget tomorrow, or maybe not tomorrow, but. Is it what the movie Memento was about? I was thinking Fifty First Dates. You ever see that? No, I've never actually seen that. Was is that good? Well, I don't know if it's any good. There, I keep seeing, I keep watching these stupid compilation videos on YouTube, and it, it's just, it's called like videos I found on Reddit. Okay. And it's just a bunch of goofy videos, but there's one guy <laughs> that I always see, and he looks like one of the characters from that movie, who's a complete fucking dope. <laughs> It, it just, it, it's funny. It cracks me up. And my wife thinks the same thing. She was like, yeah, that does remind her of him. But she, so in that movie, she can't, um, she can't make new memories. So he meets her and he's, he's like, damn, that girl's cool. You know, I can't wait to see her tomorrow. Then they're like, oh, she's not going to remember today, tomorrow. So he has to keep doing, he's got to like try to make her fall in love with him every single day. So that's why it's called 50 first dates. Right. Cause it's, a, it's a new, a new experience every day. It's crazy. Now, I don't know if that is interrograde amnesia or if it's just some goofy pre- premise for a movie or if that's literally what interrograde amnesia is. And I could be saying that wrong too. interrograde, but if that, I mean, if that is how that works, that is bizarro, dude. Can you imagine? Is there? I wonder if there's a point where you kind of you click in every once in a while, like like you're you have no idea that the last one thousand days happened, or or whatever the case may be, and then suddenly you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, oh, damn, that's a lot of gray. There's a lot of wrinkles. And then the next day, yeah. it's gone again. Then you wake up and look at yourself again. Same thing every day. I don't know. What are you talking about? I got a thing that says my internet connection is unstable. What's that? It's fuck CIA, man. It's all unstable. You told them to listen. They're listening. Yeah. They're breaking in. Uh, they would also... The survivors would also have to deal with paralysis, withdrawal, confusion, disorientation, pain, insomnia, and a schizophrenic-like mental state, which I'm not quite sure what that means. Uh, you're either, I would say you're either schizophrenic or you're not. <laughs> but, a little bit, a little bit schizo. I'm, I mean, what is a schizophrenic-like mental state? I don't. So you just have I typed maybe it. some uh, some characteristics of schizo, but not quite schizo light. Yeah, that's a schizo schizo light. <laughs> what is happening? And now you are back. Yeah, what? I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> so like I said, this, they're tapping in, man. You called it MK Ultra, so everybody, they're tapping yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I didn't even I, like. I didn't even sugarcoat it. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm calling them out. All right, let's see if we can continue or not. Finish. Uh, where are we at? Oh shit! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Well, I got to tell you about Operation Midnight Climax. All right. <laughs> this is this is weird. That's when you suddenly are in the mood, and then well, it's a wet dream. You're yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle of the night. You wake up. You're like, oh, oh shit! It happened. It happened. <laughs> All right, so this happened primarily in San Francisco, I believe. Possibly New York as well. The CIA set up fake brothels. <laughs> and All right. I, yeah, Operation Midnight Climax is going to start making a little more sense as we go. Yeah. The, so the CIA, CIA agents, invented pimps. No, they didn't invent them. They were just like, hey, let's utilize this shit to our advantage. You know what I'm saying? So they would dress up a female, well, I don't know if it was, I think it was, a female CIA agent, possibly male, I don't know. I, it didn't really say, I don't think. And they would ask act as prostitutes. I'm going to say prostitute. I'm not going to say a sex worker because that's, I'm just going to say it. I don't care. Come at me, bro. Uh, You're going to get a left hook. Well, by what? By who? Left people. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and they would proposition men on the streets. And then uh, once they got their Johns, uh, they would take them back to the brothel. And inside, the CIA prostitute would administer a dose of LSD or some other psychedelic. That's nice. And then, it? or he, don't know. I'm sure. We don't judge. <laughs> Uh, the CIA prostitute would then leave the room, either say she had to go to the bathroom or whatever, and other CIA officials would then watch the John through a two-way mirror to study the effects. Whoa. Now, they're CIA officials. They're CIA operatives. They're officers. I don't know what you call them. They're not scientists. They're just guys? They're just guys watching through a two-way mirror, like, watching some dude trip balls on LSD. And taking notes. Yeah. Well, they weren't even taking notes. These fucks were drunk. Half the time, they were drinking uh, cocktails behind the two-way mirror. Just, the CIA is a frat. It's a fraternity. I'm telling you, (laughs) it's just a bunch of douchebags. I don't get... Watch the internet is gonna be like, <laughs> it's a bunch of douchebags. Just they don't have to answer to anybody except the fucking president. That's literally it, the president, and that's it. And our president can't even fucking talk, oh, so they don't have to answer shit. to anything. <sighs> anyway, so the reason that they did it like this was so when it was all over, these this quote unquote John wouldn't go out and explain what happened to him. If he found out, because that would tell everyone that he hired a prostitute. A holy shit. So, yeah, so it it puts this guy in a bind. Because he's like, well, I don't want to tell my friends and family I had a prostitute. So how am I going to say that the government fucking gave me LSD? <laughs> you know, like, then he gets home and his significant other's just like, the CIA, what the fuck are you talking about, John? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Oh, his name is actually John. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> She's like, I know you were 
you were out last night with some lady. I'm like, no, the CIA gave me LSD and uh, made me trip balls, and I don't know. And she's like, come on. Seriously? I saw people on the other side of the mirror. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, really? On the other side of the mirror, John? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, crazy shit. All right, so let's... uh. Want to do a part two? Well, no, I don't have enough for a part two. <laughs> well, anyway, so after Watergate in 1973, uh, CIA director Richard Helms ordered... Because he got scared of shit. So he ordered that all MK Ultra documents be destroyed. Because he didn't want people finding out. Yeah. And in... In 1975, President Gerald Ford commissioned an investigation into the CIA because he's like, eh, I don't know about this. <laughs> there were two committees that were in charge of the investigation, and it was the Church Committee of the U.S. Congress and the Rockefeller Commission. Oh, I don't cool. know if you remember that. I don't, yeah. Um, the investigation revealed that Helms had destroyed, no, I don't know how, destroyed nearly all evidence of MK Ultra, but they found I so I've seen eight thousand, I've seen fifteen thousand, thirty thousand documents were discovered um, in some financial building. And just really? it, yeah, it was just like I don't know if it was misplaced or what, but they were like financial records and shit. So um, and that, they were discovered in I think it was seventy seven. 1977 and when the news of this went public survivors just started suing the fucking cia you know they're like all right finally like here's some proof and by 1992 77 out of out of 77 of these participants had received settlements from the government what yeah so many others were denied because it was difficult to prove that they were part of it but still 77 of them basically won yeah, I know they got real damage from it, but it, it's kind of proof that the government was like, yeah, my bad. Here you go. The government doesn't deny that this took place, but the real mystery is what actually happened. So we don't know the depths of what all took place and uh, like what were what were on the documents that got destroyed that we didn't get a chance to read. Yeah, really. This is fucking insane. It happened. This happened. Yeah, the CIA insists that it ended, too. Uh, did it, though? Did it? We've said it before, and we'll say it, I'm sure, many, many more times throughout the life of this podcast. Uh, if they got any sort of results at all from this, they would not stop. It doesn't matter if they got caught. They just rebrand it, uh, I don't know, Project Monarch, perhaps. People believe that is rebranded MK Ultra, And what is a Monarch? It's a new version of a caterpillar. MK Ultra made a cocoon, and it emerged as Project Monarch. <laughs> and that's part two, right? That was well. I I kind of thought about it, but I got a link here of fifteen famous people that were allegedly part of it. But that's just all pop culture. You can find that on any list verse. But that's it. That's all I got. Holy crap! I rushed to the end there, but uh, uh, yeah, I know. We're in an hour and a half. <laughs> according. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But. Man. Oh it, man. man. But hey, 
Uh, should you want MK Ultra victims to contact us? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like on a place called podchaser.com slash ring on the weird. Mm-hmm. You leave five stars and hey, tell us your MK Ultra experience or LSD experience. Wouldn't that be crazy? Somebody just described a trip. Yeah. I want to see a visual representation of somebody's trip. Call up the CIA. Probably give yeah, those, I'm sure they can They do give it. those tapes out, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're on beta. Beta Max. <laughs> Apple Podcast. Search Bring on the Weird. You can tell us your experience there, too. Leave us five stars and tell us your LSD experience or your MK Ultra experience. You ever been mm-hmm. shocked in the brain? They do. I haven't. No? Well, you have, and they wiped it. Well, that's possible. <laughs> they were trying to wipe this fucking episode. They've been trying to wipe it since we started. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Both of us. Bastards. With their own internet <laughs> problems. We should come up with a MK Ultra design for our merch. Oh, merch has been going crazy on on the T-Public. Yeah, it, T-Public must be having a good sale. If you, I mean, go to tpublic.com and search Bring on a Weird. Uh, you can go to myconspiracy.com slash bring on a weird or zazzle.com slash store slash bring on a weird. That's right. That's the other one. Mm. Huh? I said, that's the other one. I was trying to think of, I had a brain fart about our merch stores the other day. Like, it's on that one. It's on T Public. It's on My Conspiracy Tees and been driving me crazy. I haven't even, I haven't even checked my conspiracy tees. Uh, who knows? They might have took us, taken us off six months ago, and we don't, we're just still promoting them. <laughs> <laughs> but the stages of hunger shirts or merch on T Public has been going crazy, dude. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I know. But anyway, stay weird, world. Yeah, and we'll see you guys next time.